welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace a need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 96 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Back on Track Bootcamp started on September 12th, but I want you to know that it's not too late to join. It's only been a couple of days. Uh, we're having a ton of fun in the physician-only Facebook group and getting some really good support on helping people get back on track with their weight loss and other healthy habits that they're working on in a really supportive and positive environment. Uh, if you want in, just head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash bootcamp. I'll see you in there. It'll give you the opportunity to ask me questions directly, and we can get to know each other a little bit. We'll see you in there. That's weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash bootcamp. Okay, today we are talking about the fact that there are no perfect times. So if you tend to get stuck where your mind is like, okay, we'll start tomorrow, we'll start next week, we'll start uh, whenever your, your mind decides to tell you, I want you to listen to this episode and hear my reasoning for saying there's no perfect time. And we're also going to talk about why our brains do that. Why does our brain always want to delay it? Uh, and then we'll get into some tips about how to actually get going and how to start uh, when you're um, just feeling uncertain or not certain if this is the right time. Okay, guys, if I had a dollar for every time I sat and thought, okay, maybe tomorrow will be different. Today's kind of shot, so I'll focus on tomorrow or next week's going to be better because life will be less busy. I would have a lot of money kind of wish I had a dollar for every time I did that. I spent so many years feeling like I was just constantly starting again. And I spent large chunks of that time in those years not actually doing anything because it felt so hard to start. And because I was waiting for the right opportunity or the right combination of events in my life to make it so that I could start. And that honestly got in my way of ultimately losing the weight. It slowed it down for sure. Um, and so what I want to pose to you today is that there's no perfect time to start. There are pros and cons to any time. And there will always be a reason to not start. But what if starting was the best thing you ever did for yourself? What if you deciding to start now instead of later is something that you'll be thanking yourself for months and months down the road. Think about it that way, um, because it really can be. Like the starting is the hard part, right? If we think of physics terms when you're in old habits and you want to change to new habits, you have a certain amount of inertia. Um, and so starting, if you picture like trying to get a rock roll, a big rock rolling on the road, starting it takes the most effort and energy 
And then once it's going, it'll be easier. So what if starting, what if putting that little bit of extra energy in right now was the best gift that you could give to yourself? So you might ask yourself, are there times where I shouldn't be starting? Like, are there actually truly times that are not recommended to start new habits? And I really think that that's a very personal decision. I think there are certain events in your life that maybe dealing with them and also trying to change habits might not be your best situation. Like I'm thinking, you know, significant loss or other really significant stressors. However, for some people, those are actually the great time to start. And I think it depends how you start. So sometimes I think what makes us hesitate on starting to do healthy habits is we picture that it's going to be really hard and it's going to be a negative experience that we're going to have to really be tough on ourselves to follow through and do these healthy habits. So then, yeah, if you're already really stressed out, don't do that. That doesn't sound like a good idea at all. But if you start in the way that we're going to talk about where it's not hard and it doesn't require really being tough and hard on yourself, then I think it's a different discussion. I think then, yeah, if something's really stressful, maybe starting and getting back to some healthier habits may actually help you manage the stress. But I think you have to kind of think about that and and sort that out in your own way. Uh, in particular, right now with the time of year and in 2020 that I'm doing this is, you know, COVID has been a big trigger for a lot of people with overeating and weight gain, which makes total sense. COVID is a stress that none of us could have predicted. Uh, it turned all our lives upside down and continues to turn our lives upside down. And so... It makes sense that if you deal with emotional eating, that your brain went to food as a way of coping with the stresses related to COVID. It makes total sense. It was a stress beyond other stresses that your brain couldn't figure out. Um, But we're now a ways into COVID. So yes, it's still stressful. But the question I would pose if you're finding that stress really difficult and finding that that's making it hard for you to start getting back to healthier habits is, you know, do you want to keep letting that stress get in the way? That stress is the way COVID is right now. It's going to be this way for the foreseeable future. So do you want to continue letting it get in your way? Or are you getting to the point where it makes sense to just start and focus on your healthy habits again? even with the background of COVID stress. And I think you could apply that to a lot of different situations in your life. Like work stress would be one that's really similar in that sometimes in a certain job or certain situation, like maybe you're short staffed and you're doing way more call, that can be a really easy reason to not focus on your health. And then we end up getting old behaviors back. But if that's going to go on for a while, it's probably still important to just start and focus again on your healthy behaviors. Remembering that that focus on your healthy behaviors is done in a positive way. It's not punitive. It's not, you know, requiring all this willpower. We're, we're doing it differently this time. So let's talk about when people usually start losing weight. And I think in a year, there's different points where different people 
think, okay, this is a good time to make change in my life. And they kind of stimulate uh, change in a more drastic way, like New Year's would be the classic, right? Where Christmas is done, things may have been eaten, and then you turn around and, okay, New Year's, I'm back to healthy stuff. Life is back to normal. I'm going to focus on my healthy habits and my weight loss. Uh, Other things would be like birthdays. Uh, Sometimes changing another year for people can be a trigger to make change. Uh, Back to school often is a trigger, like September feels kind of fresh, new, it's a new school year. Uh, So that sometimes can be a trigger uh, to start making change. But what I want to pose to you is that you don't have to wait for these big triggers. Like our brain wants to look at it as these big chunks of time. And it has to be a big monumental thing to make change. But what if that wasn't true? What if small moments can be the moments of change? So even if we think the division of days, which would be the classic that we all use, right? Where one day you feel like you've eaten off your plan and overeaten. And then all those thoughts about, well, I've blown it, may as well keep going. Or, you know, I don't usually get to eat this stuff. Now that I'm eating it, I may as well enjoy it. All those types of thoughts. And then I'm going to start again tomorrow, right? So our brain sees that division in the days of a good time to start. What if... You didn't have to wait till the next day. What if you made a choice to eat something and then started back to your normal, I like to call it normal way of eating, the way of eating that you think serves your body the best in the next moment. So I challenge you to, when your brain is trying to define these really big chunks of time as times that you can create change, question that because that's just a thought it's not necessarily true question could it actually just be the next moment is the right time to make change sitting here listening to this podcast could it be that this moment is the right time to make change and that's why I've created the back on track boot camp because I think it's a great time to get back on track, regardless of what's been going on in your life, regardless if it's COVID or, you know, other stresses, if it's a stress of sending kids back to school, not knowing what that's going to look like. I think right now is a great time to start. And that's why I've created this boot camp so that you can get that support to get some momentum and get back on track. Now let's talk about why Why do our brains like to delay starting? Why doesn't your brain, like if you really want a goal, why doesn't your brain just jump on board and be like, fantastic, let's do it, let's get going. They rarely do, right? Um, And I think there's different reasons for that. One is the dopamine. I like to think of our brains as being a little bit manipulative. So it's not coming out and telling you this, but it really likes those foods that aren't on your healthy eating plan. It really likes the dopamine that it gets from overeating certain foods. And so it can give you thoughts that modify your behavior in order to access those foods without directly saying, hey, I want some more of that food. So sometimes delaying is actually your brain just wanting more of that food. But here's the thing. Those dopamine 
rich foods, the foods that stimulate a lot of dopamine, which would be your sugary foods, your highly processed foods, uh, they, like, you don't get any cumulative benefit. Like, if your brain's like, oh, hold on a sec, I just want a little bit more because I just need a little bit more dopamine, it is always going to want more. There's no line in the sand where it's like, oh, okay, that's good, I'm good now, we can move on. So it's a, if this is what your brain is doing, it's a little bit of a false path in that, it may be saying, yeah, tomorrow, 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 but tomorrow's probably never going to come where your brain wants to give up those dopamine foods. When you're eating those dopamine foods, it really doesn't want to give them up because it really likes the dopamine. Even though the dopamine doesn't last, and even though eating those foods, the processed foods and the highly sugar-containing foods may be making you feel miserable afterwards, that part of your brain doesn't see that and doesn't care about it. Uh, so this is something to catch if this is going on and kind of call call your brain on it that that's not actually a reason to delay because it will always want to delay for that reason. I think the second reason why we try to delay this is fear of discomfort and this goes back to a little bit what I was talking about at the beginning and that we think if we're starting on a healthy eating if we're starting a weight loss it's going to be uncomfortable it's going to be hard we have all these different beliefs about it. And yes, it is true that there is some discomfort involved. But you know what? There is discomfort involved in not changing your habits back to your healthy habits. Like I bet you can list all the ways that you're uncomfortable with eating foods that don't serve you, foods that make you feel bloated, headachy, uh, feeling like you're not at the weight that you want to be at, feeling like you're t more tired, more sluggish, all that stuff that you get from eating the more processed foods, that's discomfort too. So yes, there's discomfort in changing what you're eating to healthier options. And that's the discomfort of having to say no to that piece of your brain that really wants the dopamine, letting it have a tantrum, and then moving on. It's also the discomfort of not being able to manage emotions with food. So not having food as just a really easy, ready solution when you're stressed out or upset or tired. But ask yourself, how does that discomfort compare to the discomfort that you're feeling right now by not reaching your goals and not taking care of yourself and not treating your body in the way that you think it'll feel its best? The third reason why we might not want to start is fear of failure. So afraid that we're going to start, it's going to be hard, it's going to be uncomfortable, and then we're probably not going to be able to do it anyways, kind of sums up what a lot of people feel. And I've talked about this in other podcasts, I have episodes about failure, and so you might want to check them out. The way I like to think about this is there is no failure. With weight loss, there's no failure. You can't fail at it. We're taught that we do. But when we hold on to that belief that we fail at weight loss, it just makes us regain our weight. It makes us it makes the path so much harder. I really like to think of it as no matter what, you just keep figuring it out. So if the scale goes up for a few days in a row, you just figure it out. What's going on? What might be leading to that? And you try to correct it in a compassionate way. No failure. Um, you just keep figuring it out. And so if there's no risk of failure, then starting to avoid failure isn't really a thing. 
Like if once you start, all you're thinking is that you just have to figure it out and keep working on figuring it out. That feels so much better than the black and white thinking of, I need to do it and do it right. And it's only going to work if I get it done this first time. That's really overwhelming and tiring to think that. And yet so many of us do. Uh, Which brings us to the fourth reason why it can be hard to start is that our brains really like the black and white thinking. It's all or nothing. You're on the plan, you're off the plan, you're doing well, you're doing bad, uh, you're succeeding, you're failing. Uh, And so that black and white thinking makes it hard to start. All of those uh, dichotomies make the whole process seem harder. But what if it's great? What if you don't have to be on a plan? What if you just have to make a small change to start? That would be easier. What if when you make a choice to eat something, you know, that's not on your plan, it was just a choice. And it doesn't mean that you've blown it. That would be easier. So finding the gray in how your brain's thinking about this, I think can really, really help. Now, why should you just start? So no matter what your brain's doing, no matter the tantrum tantrum it's having, why should you just start? Well, action creates momentum. If you remember the rock that we talked about earlier in this episode, if you just start some action and you just start putting some force on that rock, it will start rolling. And once it starts rolling, it's far easier to keep it rolling. The Canadian version of this would be building a snowman, where if you're trying to build, roll the really big balls for the bottom of the snowman, it's so hard to get it going when you're a kid, but then once it gets going, you can keep it moving. So taking those first steps of action will help build momentum to make the next steps feel easier. Number two is that it actually feels good to take action. I'm sure you've probably felt this in your life where... The inaction, the feeling stuck feels really bad. But then when you actually take action and you start seeing yourself take action, it feels good and it's motivating in itself. The third reason why I think it's important to take action is if this is important to you, it's time to just work on it now and get get what's important to you going now because time ticks really quickly. Like how often have you been like, okay, I'm going to do that because I'd like to do that. And then months pass, maybe a year passes and you just haven't gotten around to it. We're used to putting ourselves on the back burner and putting ourselves lowest on our to-do lists. But if you keep doing that, then the things that are really important to you never get done. If you're always on the bottom of your to-do list, your stuff never happens. So sometimes taking action, which means putting yourself a bit higher on your to-do list, it just means you're working on what's important to you now instead of letting that time keep ticking by. And when it comes to emotional eating and weight, if that time's ticking by and you're feeling out of control around your food, it probably will result in more weight gain. So then when you do take action, you may have more you might be starting from a different point and you might have more weight that you want to lose. Um, So starting now might actually save you work in the long term. So let's talk about how to start. And I have a whole episode titled How to Take Action, uh, which is episode 80. So you might want to check that out too. 
But I just wanted to summarize my thoughts here about how do you start taking action if there's never a perfect time and maybe this exact moment is the right time to take action and start making changes to move you towards what's important to you. How do you do that? Let's get into the practical tips. All right, so the first thing first is you have to focus on your thoughts first over and over again. I see this and I even do this where we want to focus on the actions. We want to focus on, okay, I'm just going to only eat this tomorrow. I'm going to get up and exercise. Um, I'm going to say no to the cookies. You know, all these are actions. But that's acting only from an action point is hard to do. When you don't have your thoughts in line, you will be using far more willpower and more energy to act from that action point. So when you start having these thoughts of like, okay, I just need to do this. I want you to use that as a cue to go back and look at your thoughts. How would I need to think to make doing this easy? The thoughts are the most important thing. If you choose your thoughts wisely, it will make the actions easy to take and it will make getting back on track easy. And I think that comes down to what we were talking about at the beginning of we view being back on track as being hard, but that's because we focus on the actions. We're not focusing on the thoughts. The thoughts are the upstream part that a little tweak makes a big difference downstream with your actions. Number two, about how you actually get started is choose your why. If you're starting and making changes in your life, knowing why you're doing it and why it's important to you is really helpful. Making sure that that why is something that resonates with you and something that means something to you is really important. So before you start, decide why would I want to do this? Why would I want to say no to the cookies in the office uh, staff room? Why would I want to choose a salad when I eat out instead of a burger. Why would that be important to me long term? And that'll also help you with your thoughts a little bit. Then number three is I want you to choose one small step. We are perfectionists. And so we want to change it all. And we want it when we're starting, we want everything to look perfect. But that can be a barrier in its own right, it can make it harder to start. So choose one small thing that you can do that will be easy to start and that becomes kind of the top of a chain reaction. Again, I like to, uh, this first step to not actually be about food. Our brain will want it to be about food. Okay, I'm just going to stop eating this food as my first step. But what if there was an action that was totally unfood related that ultimately made it easier for you to make those food choices without overly focusing on what you need to do for food choices. Personally, I like when I'm been off track for a bit and I just need to get back, I always think of it, I need to get my head screwed on, right? And the way I do that is with getting back to my morning routine is one of the first things. So nothing to do with food. It's getting up early, having time to journal, having time to meditate and getting some exercise in before I start my day. Uh, that's really powerful for me because if I do that at the beginning of a day, then the food choices are so much simpler because I've managed my stress. I've got my head straight. I've got my thoughts organized and I can proceed with my day. The big piece of it is there's no room for perfectionism here. Perfectionism will stop you from starting. 
it will always be a barrier. Let this look messy. Let the start be imperfect. And the beauty of it is if you're sticking with that thought that you will figure it out no matter what happens, well, it can be imperfect. I think that perfectionism is sometimes driven by that thought that we have to figure it out the first time around or we fail. But that's just not true. So if you know you're just going to figure it out no matter what happens, then no matter how you start, it doesn't matter because you can tweak it and figure it out as you go. So the fourth way of starting or important part of starting is find support. Find good support that uh, understands what you're working on and that will be compassionate and positive. Um, And so that might be friends that are working on the same thing. I think the boot camp that's going on right now is a fantastic place to find that support with like-minded peers in the uh, private Facebook group that's physician only. Um, And again, you can register weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash bootcamp for that. Uh, You know, maybe it's another online group that gives you support. Just finding somewhere where you can kind of have your tribe of people who are working on similar stuff and approaching it from a similar way that they can support you. All right, I'm going to summarize how to get started, uh, the action points. So number one was focus on your thoughts first. Don't let your brain distract you with actions. Number two is choose your why. Know why this is important to you. Number three is choose one small step. Let it be messy. Let it be imperfect. Number four is find support that can help you keep going. All right, send me any questions that you have to info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. I'd love to hear. Uh, And make sure you check out the boot camp. It's great. I think it could be if this episode resonated with you, I think the boot camp will be fantastic for you. Uh, And then we will talk to you later next week. Have a fantastic week and thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.